Assalamu alaikum. Invite endless blessings into your home. Please subscribe now. The button below. And always a reminder for myself that anytime we seek a path towards goodness, that it's a fight with shaitan. And that shaitan is not going to let us just walk to the finish line. Everyone is assigned to deceive them. And as soon as you accept to be a servant of Allah and accept to take a path, that devil is inspired and a much stronger devil is, is brought on. They have degrees in their, in their ranks and stronger devils are sent. And each time the believer rises in their belief, also their devil is rising. Because stronger devils are coming to them to deceive them, to make them to leave their path. So there is no ease in religion and that's why the guidance and never leaving the hand of the guide, never leaving the, the nazar of the guide that once you leave the hand of the guide and guidance and leave the nazar of the guide, shaitan has grabbed you. And that's, that is the whole danger and that's what we pray that Allah keep us under guidance, under the nazar of Allah through our good actions and good deeds. The second part of smoke I don't understand, what does it mean? Can shaykhs explain how smoke prevents those thoughts deceiving us? I don't think that smoke prevents those thoughts. So that, I don't understand what that means. The understanding of keeping the connection, doing the practices, burning the bukhul and, and the good fragrance, that's so that you can bring the good energy and the benefit and the barakah. And there are bukhuls that are specific to what Prophet mentioned of, of uh, blessings and, and deep in the Nushbandi roots which are Isfan. And Isfan is a, is a flower from paradise that uh, is called the wild root, the wild root seed. And when you burn that seed, it takes a lot of black, the bad eye away. The nazar of people and the bad energy, they don't like the smells. So it's not the smoke, but because you're talking about the spiritual world, it's related to smell. Their food is smell. Their energy is, is the subtly, uh, subtleness of fragrance. Means that a, a being that has no body, they work with the air and the wind around them. So the bad beings, they're attracted to the bad smells. And they, they, they live off of and their sustenance is the bad smells. So the very bad ones, they're around the, the rotting carcasses. When you see things that begin to rot, it's because they're around that energy and taking the life force of that out. And they're around the trash and, and disposal, everywhere where there's waste and the, the smell is very bad, the bad beings are there and they take from that energy. The beautific beings, because of their vibrations being higher, 
then they require the beautific fragrances that Allah has destined for them of the isfan, of frankincense, all the bukhurs and mure and all these different bukhurs that Allah has inspired the Prophet to bring and to teach for humanity. Those fragrances they bring a positive energy, they bring and attract all of the believing servants of Allah and believing creatures. As a result of them being attracted to those fragrances, you're surrounding yourself with a positive energy field. And that positive energy field will push away every type of negative energy. So that becomes the importance of, of the company you keep. When you're trying to keep that company then it's important to have their energy to make the, the, the environment to be something positive for them. The salawats, the Qur'an being played, the bukhur and the athars being played, all of these are important and that bring out this important energy. It's important here also to remind ourselves that when someone asked about the evil eye and they showed the, this Turkish design of a blue, it has like an eye with the color of blue and they put it out and they were making fun of people and say, oh look, look, you think this is going to take something away and uh, Allah is the only protector and they were mocking, that, oh these evil eye things, how is that going to help you? And because they don't understand energy, so they, they make everything like kindergarten and they think, oh Allah's the only protector. Yeah, Allah's the protector but Allah's the educator. And if Allah educate you on the importance of energy, then the first level of education <laughs> is that you're an energy being and so on, are energy beings. Their eyes are like weapons. Like a laser, advanced laser weapon, as soon as they look at you, they send their weapon and they hit you. If their heart is bad, when they look at you, they hit you with a bad energy. If their heart is envious and they want what you have in life, they look at you, they hit you with a, an energy. So every day insan is firing a weapon from his eyes and her eyes. And that's why if you understand the energy, you'll understand the greatness of the sunnah. So when you have beautiful young children, you don't expose their skin and you don't put them in front of everyone, in front of the internet, because all the people whose children are sick, they look at that and they have envy. Why my, my child is sick and yours isn't? Why you even have a child and I don't? Or mashallah is so beautiful this child and mine is not. And that creates a horrific energy from people's eyes like a weapon, like a gun you're firing. And that's what makes the child to be sick and people to be sick. If you go around showing your wealth and there's so many people who have no wealth, all of their hasad, it goes to you. So then the energy masters would come to teach us is deflect, deflect this problem, deflect the eyes of people. So remember many years ago we were teaching, if you have a beautiful home, put something at the entry of your home broken. 
Because when people are coming, they're saying, mashallah, mashallah, why this person has life like this? Then put a broken pot at the door. So people look, because the minute their eye looks at the pot, they feel happiness. Look, it's broken, <laughs> look, it's broken. And that's all you needed, because their eye, they fired their eye into that and not into you and your home. And same thing, everything is about deflecting the energy of people. So the concept of that blue and the blue of turquoise and the, the blue of the, the evil eye emblem is not that it had power, because power is only in Allah but Allah is teaching us that you don't understand how gifted the humans are with the energy that you have. As soon as their eyes entered the blue, it pulled their nazar onto that blue. Because blue is a color that attracts you. As soon as they look at that ring and look at your necklace or, or look at that, uh, that blue stone, it was to take the bad nazar of people. And many times you'll see if you wear turquoise and you have that, that emblem somewhere, it cracks and breaks. Because somebody is firing from their eyes without any control. And the people whom are trained, they have a control. And that's why Tariqah comes and teaches them that keep your eyes on your feet. Don't fire your weapon at people. Don't let your nazar to be contaminated. And at the same time when you walk, if you have a light in your heart, don't walk with your head out everywhere because devils will fire into your eyes to take away your light. So that's why nazar bar qadam was to keep your eye upon your feet and keep your vision safeguard that energy so that you use it only when it's necessary. If all day long you're walking around with your face looking at everyone, all of their negativity comes onto you. When it enters the heart, it hits the soul and the, and the heart of insan from their eyes, inshaAllah. So it's not the stone that has power, it's the teaching that has power. MashaAllah. Next question. Um, Sayyidi, can uh, dreams give signs towards important matters or it's just from nafs? Should we not pay attention to it at all? Every time I decide by myself, it causes problems. <coughs> yeah, I feel like I'm yelling because I think it's through this uh, Skype sound, but can you hear me good? Because I feel like I have to, it's a nicer yeah. ear, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Imam Rabbani from the Nashbandi Shaykhs described for us that the higher is the living, is the tafakkur. The concept of dreaming for us is that your nafs is so big and so strong that you have to go to sleep just to get inspiration. So we don't try to shoot that as our goal. Then let my nafs be so big and keep it to be so, so strong that I only can get guidance through putting my body to sleep. Because the sleep is a state in which your body has to be taken out of the way for you to get guidance. And as a result of the dream world is influenced by your food. So if you have spicy food every night, of course you're going to have dreams that are affected by the condition of your belly. Dreams also have a system within your active mind. Your mind is like a movie 
and you have many thoughts and many things that are playing out in your in your mind and it's like winding and winding and winding and winding by the time you finally sleep this unplayed movie will begin to play within your mind all the unfinished events of your thoughts will begin to play in your mind and that's not inspiration and inspiration and wahi is for only the puppets and that was a, a guidance for them from Allah So our highest level of guidance is to be guided by a shaykh. That means go and find a shaykh and ask for your guidance and get your daily coordinates and see how that guidance is going to differ from what your heart wants and what your mind wants. And then when the shaykh begins to train you with your tafakkur, your meditation, your contemplation, is teaching you how to bring down your character, bring down your nafs and get your living guidance. As soon as you meditate, connect with their heart, they want to give you the feed and the guidance live, not in your sleep. They want to guide you while you're awake and that's a much higher level of guidance. And they look down upon the guidance through sleep and they don't even care to hear from it because it's all nafsani. It's like Google doctor. If you have a doctor and the doctor from Harvard and you keep trying to take your guidance and medicine from Google, for what? InshaAllah. Um, Sayyidi, I don't know what is happening to me. I'm going into a depression sometimes. I want something. Sometimes this life seems to be a burden upon me. Can I get help? What happened? Depression. Yeah, I think we talked about that before that everybody in Nashbandiya and following the tariqah is bipolar. Now it's not a clinical diagnosis of bipolar because we don't agree with those clinical diagnosis is anyways. But for us, the understanding of bipolar is the polarity. You're either up on your north pole or you're really depressed on your south pole. As soon as you get a good feeling, a nice thicker, a, a good inspiration, oh, you're north. You're up so high, you think you're the, you're the, the Khalifa of the world. And then all of a sudden nothing comes to you. One day, two days, one week, two weeks, and you're north of the border, below Mexico, you just forget it. <laughs> so they're going from high to very low. And Allah's inspiring the servant that don't do your deeds just to have visions and to have experiences. Do what you have to do because of love. And in love you should expect no reward, but you should expect to be of service. And that's why then they teach that you know to have sabr and to really enter a state of sabr was to have no expectation. So when I don't expect anything in life, I'm happy with everything. So I gave a big donation and I don't expect Allah to accept it. And when Allah wants, He'll show me that He accepted it. And that becomes something very sweet to me. But if everything I think I'm going to do five dollars and I'm going to see ten dollars in return, it's a business then. It's a business transaction with Allah and that's not good and that's not the manner. 
because of that expectation, people become very depressed in their spiritual world. They're doing of service, they're giving, they're doing, and, and they're expecting like all sorts of openings on their time instead of Allah's time. And this is about submitting. And we submit to Allah and Allah doesn't submit to us, Allah. So they teach the whole package. Do what you got to do out of love and in life expect nothing from anyone. As a matter of fact, not only don't expect it, but you should expect that everybody is going to do their worst for you. And you're only doing what you do for the love of Allah and His Rasul and not for people. Uh, Sayyidi, what should be one's state of mind when we think we are going to die? I always have a fear whenever I had such thoughts and I heard from one of the speeches that fear is the opposite to faith. How can I rectify it and resolve it? The concept of, of faith they define and they keep defining everything for us. Faith in Iman is love. If, if you don't have love, you don't have faith. Faith is not going for Jamal, and faith is not praying, and faith is not giving. Those acts were supposed to open love in your heart. If the servant is void of love, they have no faith. If Allah loves you, and he wants to give you, he gives you love and muhabbat. And that love and muhabbat is the reality of Iman. So when you feel that you love Prophet and you love those who love Prophet and that love is opening a deeper love and respect for Allah out of love that I love him and I don't want to disappoint him. I love him and I'm trying to make him happy with me by keep working, keep trying to do something more and more to give, to sacrifice, even take the abuse of people because of my love for Allah That's love. When you feel that love, then why are you fearing death? Because when you really love somebody, you're anxious to go and meet them, to be with them, to see them. You would go over oceans to be with them. Because that's love. When you really love, you're waiting for the day that this life ends and I can be with Prophet That all this difficulty would end and all of these sadnesses would end and I could be resurrected at his feet to be of service for him eternally. When you feel that love, then what is there to fear? And what's happening now is very important. I said, if anyone wants, you Google three numbers. Type in three numbers and, and, and the word, what did I put in that, that word? New, New cases. cases. Type in any three numbers in Google and just type new cases. And all of a sudden all these articles with that number appears about this new pandemic. Isn't that bizarre? It could have been cases for iPhone. It could have been cases for legal. It could have been cases for anything. But what's happening now in this world, for whatever reason, is they want to rule by fear. 
The pandemic is not the steepness, but is the fear. What's happening on earth and how shaitan rules is by fear. And fear is the opposite of faith. And that's all that shaitan wants to do, is make people to fear, fear, fear. And before the person knows it, they have no more faith. Because they took their fear, nukum Allah. When Allah says in Qur'an, you fear only me. If you're wrong with me, no one can save you. Not a mask, not a ventilator, and not any medicine. And if I want to kill you by a bus, I throw you off a cliff or I make your plane to fall down. So the only fear is for Allah But now, you know, this one-eyed box is making everybody to fear. They panic, they're hiding in their rooms. You know, that's the symbol from Sayyidina Nuh. And we told many years ago that when Nuh was building his ship, his ship is a ship of faith. And every shaykh is building a ship. And they tell people, come to our ship. Come to our ship of safety. And what did his son say in the end? Ah, oh, Baba, I don't need to come with you. I'll find my own mountain for safety. And that's what shaitan wants, is people just running like a chicken without their head, scared of everything, and they don't know what to believe. They don't know what's going to save them. One day they tell them, put this mask on your face all day long. And later people saying they can't breathe, they have asthma, they're, they're choking from their carbon dioxide or monoxide. And then they say, okay, maybe the mask isn't so safe to wear all the time. But every day their guidance is changing, but the main thing is fear. And what this test now that awliya understand and that we are students of these awliyaullah, that you have fear only for Allah Buy your camel, do the best that you can and do the best work that you can for Allah and Allah is the only one who determines your coming and your going, your life, your death, your misery and your happiness. If you keep that in perspective then alhamdulillah when we gotta go, we gotta go, inshaAllah. Sayyidi, do you have any recommendations for a beginner for your books or which books do you recommend or what to do? Yeah, for the beginner who's coming from a Western audience, the beginner book is the Angelic Power. The Divine Healing, or what's the name of that title? In Pursuit of Angelic Power? The Pursuit of Angelic Power. But that is a, for, for a beginning Western audience and their interest in energy, their interest in, in meditation. All of that is important for the muraqabah, for the meditation, for all of the spiritual practices. And they read one chapter and meditate. It's not, it's not a book in which to read through it in two weeks. This took a lifetime to make that book. And you're going to spend a lifetime or two or three lifetimes to read it and understand it. If it took me a lifetime to write it, you're not going to get it in two weeks. That's overestimating your ability. So the adab is that I'm going to read a chapter and then I'm going to meditate. And I want to bring that knowledge into my heart. I want to live it, practice it and understand what he's talking about. 
And the angelic healing and that, that reality is about energy, it's the part two of our, our intro into Sufi meditation. Then the other books basically based on deeper realities of the levels of the heart. Then if they're going to make Umrah and Hajj then the reality of Tawaf and the Hajj and the secrets of Hajj, those are all important readings. And then the more advanced in the love of Sayyidina Muhammad is the secrets of Surah Yaseen. And you true lover of Sayyidina Muhammad should have been reading the secrets of Surah Yaseen which is the heart of the Holy Qur'an and it's about the house of Allah It's the secrets of what's emanating from the house of the heart of Allah's Divinely Presence which is the heart of Sayyidina Muhammad And you can purchase the book at Amazon.com Yeah or you can download it or get the articles, whatever you like. Uh, Sayyidi, with all those who are watching, please, please notify the guys online that if you're coming from the UK and if you're coming from the British Muslim television, because we're working with them and we, we really want to get a feel of how many people are coming from the UK and the UK audience. So anytime somebody logs on, if you can be kind enough to say that you saw the, the, the BMTV show and then that's why you're logging on or if you're coming in from the UK. Also that please for those who are online and, and hearing uh, to do the help me at nurmuhammad.com that way keep your communication line open with the organization that way we can reach to you give guidance and interact with the shaykh you build that relationship with the shaykh inshaAllah I'll address you and, and bless you and give you all much more. Mm -hmm. Next question Sayyidi. Yes. With all due respect I wanted to ask Sayyidi what is love and how can one improve his akhlaq towards people, especially towards those whom a person dislikes or does not go get along with very well? Yeah, there's a song, what is love? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love is faith, that's what we started off before that, that question. That love is not from what Western people understand, but love is faith and then love is such a deep reality from Allah in which the servant becomes so compassionate and so passionate about everything they do, they understand Allah's love is in everything when they're dressed by that love. That Allah created all His creation with love. Allah created everything with that Divine secret and with that love is the only way they can feel it and begin to unlock it. They unlock the love within the flowers and how much love the flowers have for the Divinely Presence that as soon as the sun shines on it they release their fragrancy. They're showing and expressing their state of love. Everything in creation is giving their love and showing their love for Allah And that's amazing how they even show their service. You know there are plants that you crush and you crush them so bad and they make a zikr and they have feelings and they, they have a, a reality within themselves. They even now scientists know that you can play classical music for all sorts of vegetation and plants and they grow and they respond to these sounds because they are alive with a form of life that Allah has given to their existence. And can you imagine you take these things 
and you crush them with your hand and they give you this beautific uh, atar and rose oil and all these fragrances. So they're sweet even to the hand that crushes them. And Allah said that insan thinks himself such a big deal, he wants to be the khalifa of everything but yet he can't even be like my rose. Well, if I crush him and make him to be sweet, most people if I crush them they become so sour, so nasty and so bitter. So we don't have to go far, just try to mimic a, a rose. Take the lavender or rose and crush them and see what a beautiful fragrance it has. And say if you can appreciate that love, then imagine loving people who are bad to you and you're the rose and they're the hand. That's the reality. Anyone who bothers you, they're the hands of God and you're the rose at that moment. And Allah is just saying, those are my hands and I'm crushing you and I still don't think you're better than my flower. If you can't achieve a station better than a flower then we didn't get anywhere. So we're always saying that nature is so much better than us. Look how the livestock on this Qurban is immense. If anyone ever gone for real and in-person qurban, this creature has an existence, it has a family, it has love. But for the sake of Allah it gives its neck, it doesn't you know scream and yell, Allah didn't even give it a tongue to curse you. Imagine if the, if the creature could talk, what the hikmah of Allah not giving them a tongue, he would have looked at you and said, you put that knife away buddy right now, I'm going to bite you. <laughs> right? Uh, the hikmah of Allah not giving these creatures a tongue and they lay their life down knowing that, Ya Rabbi let them sacrifice me because as soon as they sacrifice me and they take away my, my life, my blood will go to clean them. And that's why Allah is, is giving us the tremendous ransom in the Qur'an that what we're not achieving and whatever sins have to be taken from us is as if like a, there's going to be a pound of flesh and Allah is saying that it's a rahmah that I don't punish you and I don't put you into azab and this creature will carry your burden. It will give its life on your behalf and by means of giving its own life it raised even its existence. That's the mirage of that creature. Every creature that Allah created was given a secret on how it can rise in its reality. And it, it knows its only rise is to be of service to Bani Adam. So imagine when the lamb is sacrificing itself and say, Ya Rabbi, if you're going to be pleased with me and take away the sins of this favorite creation of yours, I'm accepting to be the Qurban. And by means of the blood flowing, Allah take away the sins from that servant and their family. This is immense, this is a rahmah, this is an immense love from Allah love from the creatures and the love that insan should have for all of these creatures. They should go very lovingly to these Qurbans. These creatures are sacrificing themselves for our love so that our families will be safe. Don't treat them bad, don't disgrace them, don't humiliate them with what they have given in the way of Allah uh, Sayyidi, can you please tell us more about significance and concept of pictures of awliya Allah? Do the recorded old videos have the same power as live broadcast? 
Yes, definitely. The, they say that looking at the face of, of a wali and a kutub is more powerful than looking at the mountain of Uhud. And then we can search all the hadith of the mountain of Uhud and its treasures of looking at the Jabal Uhud and how much Allah Prophet described the blessings means that the reality of what Allah has given to their souls that don't deem them dead in their ears, they are very much alive. That Allah has given to them a soul that is alive and free from their body. As soon as you look at Allah's creation, their soul comes to be present. So as soon as you look at their face, watch their video, their soul is present with you, dressing you, blessing you. And this is what Allah Itaqullah means that you have to be a person that has consciousness. Are you conscious of Allah and the malakut? Not the consciousness of the dunya, but did you reach a state in which you're conscious of Allah and His malakut, His world of light? If so, you should live your life with kunumah sadaqeen. Keep the company of truthful servants who are truthful in their deed and in their actions. That if you know that servant, their actions were good, they were clean, they, they did their best for the love of Sayyidina Muhammad then you should know their souls are blessed souls. As soon as you look at them, they're around you. So that's why then we put their picture in our home. Because you know, just looking at calligraphy doesn't scare anyone. If you're watching pornography and you're watching it on your, your home computer and you're watching it on your phone, Put your Shaykh's picture on your phone. Put Shaykh Nazim's picture, Shaykh Dagestani's picture on your phone, on your computer, all around your home in the area where you're doing these things that are not correct. And look at their face. And as soon as you want to do something, look at their face and say, please help me, help me, give me a madad. And that, that's Allah's rahmah and blessing. Because immediately the rahmah comes, their mercy comes, their madad comes and you feel in your heart inspirations, you feel a shyness that I shouldn't be doing that and that's Allah's rahmah. So then these, these souls are alive, have tremendous rahmah. Put the face near the entry of the house and see how many people complain when they're about to come into your house and say, oh what's this picture that you have there? And that is the power, that's exactly the power. Why? Because if you put a, a, a bad picture up there, nobody's going to care. But why do their devils care when they see these awliya? Because the devils are riding on the shoulders of people and they go around telling people, tell them take that picture down, it's burning me. So they can see the eyes of that wali and they don't want to look into the eyes of that wali because they're going to get burned. And that's the power of their, of their nazar and, and their the power of what Allah has given to them of the barakah of the soul. So it has an immense blessing and that's why that bad madhab and that bad belief, they don't allow it. But because they're the Hizb shaitan of course they don't want these things, they're burned by that reality. And they only want their own corrupt leaders on pictures. Those same people who say no pictures, if anyone's been to Allah, they have pictures Pictures the size of an entire skyscraper with their, their, their disgusting faces. 
And by means of their faces, all those hotels will be brought down, all their buildings will be brought down because of the tajalli of those faces. <laughs> Judgment of my Lord is coming down, coming down. <laughs> Sayyidi, how do we get the blessings of Zulhaj these 10 days? 10 days, increase your worshipness, do your zikr, read about the Hajj reality, make your salawats, your, all the practices of the, the meditation, everything. Then Allah dress us from this rahmah, dress us from this blessing, meditate in these days, saying, Ya Rabbi, my amal is weak, my, my, my character is bad, but I'm coming through the door of your forgiveness, Ya Rabbi. And that grant me from the light of Sayyidina Muhammad and to be with that light and, and be with Nabi Siddhafeen, Shuhadahi wa Salihin. And Allah said, this is the best of character, these are the best of associations. But let me to be in their association because by loving them, I'll be where they are. And their love will take us where they are. And each one's love takes us where the other one loves until that we are with Nabiin, Siddhafeen, Shuhadahi wa Salihin. And that becomes our life and that becomes the reality of the Kaaba. If you're with Nabi'een, if you're with Siddiqeen, or if you're with Shuhada, or if you're with the real Salihin, then you are with the Kaaba. And there are 124,000 Kaabas on this earth right now, that their heart is Salihin because they are with Shuhada. And many of them, they are Maqam Shuhud that they can see. And what they see is the Siddiqs, they see Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, they see Imam Ali Salam and as a result they're always in the presence of Sayyidina Muhammad So means they are actually higher than the Kaaba, they are the walking living reality of the Holy Kaaba. The Kaaba, the Kaaba is the house of stone, it's the souls inside the Kaaba that bring its nobility and bring its blessings. And those souls Allah has dispersed onto the earth. Imagine when He closed the presence of the physical house, the ancient house of reality, but Allah said, their houses are not closed, their souls are not closed. That means what type of rahman and dressing is coming upon their souls. And means those emanations are upon the earth, 124,000 of them, inshaAllah. Sayyidi, is it possible for a student to know if he or she is doing right in the process of connecting with the shaykh? Yeah, there's a process in, in knowing that, that your love is growing. Your love for Sayyidina Muhammad is growing. Your, your, your character is good, your, your generosity is good, you're studying the most that you can. You know by the, the, the good deeds and good actions that we're trying to do, but you should never feel that you've progressed. This is a reality in which every step you take forward as if the distance became 10,000 miles away from you. There's never a point in which you should feel that you're doing great and that you're like, wow, this is fantastic, means something in your nafs is playing with you. And only Allah, every time they approach Sayyidina Muhammad Wasallam's reality, they say as if 700,000 veils have increased in them. Because as much as you're approaching, 
something they want you to feel still you have a long way to go don't think you arrived and that your nafs will now fool you continue to fight against yourself continue to struggle against yourself and the only safety you have is when the dirt is thrown onto your face and you've entered into the grave so then that's why they don't retire their whole life is about working 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 until somebody throws dirt on them and said, your journey is finished and alhamdulillah they've returned back to Allah's So we will all struggle but the distance seems to always be getting farther away. And that's a good condition that you're not letting your nafs to fool you thinking you're great. But you should be good in the character that when people harm and bother us, is the character good? They are done trying my best, give me good character through all my testing. And that's what's important inshaAllah. Sayyidi, my question is really a technique how someone can stop smoking when it's in his family for three generations and when he grows up with it, seeing his parents smoking and when someone wants to sincerely stop. Usually you have to try to stay away from it and the 40 fatiha in a pot of water with intention to stop smoking, Ya Rabbi, I'm asking for this devil to be taken out of me. To take the water and recite 40 Surah Fatiha on that water. And you begin to drink it. And every day when the water goes down, keep filling new water into it and reciting another seven Fatiha. And keep drinking that water of Fatiha and keep making your intention, your salawat and all your meditation inshaAllah. <laughs> Allah take away inshallah that desire. Next, one more. Sayyidi, one, one, one more, one more. Someone was asking Sayyidi that uh, if, if someone feels like a negative energy upon them, uh, is there any practices to do to get rid of that negative energy? Yeah, you do your salawat, make sure that you have wudu, that you do all the salawat, you can recite the You can recite the four surat and salat, three surat and nas, two surat and salat, and blow from yourself and make the zikr la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi alim lazim la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi alim lazim and you recite 100 times and then make your madad with the shaykh asking to keep your madad, recite the madad that you have and these become practices for you every time you feel something is trying to attack you do all the practices and madad keep yourself in wudu and make your mother to keep that connection and push that negativity away into that. You can burn some espan and it's called wild wood seed. You can get it on Amazon anywhere and you burn the espan to clean the energy all around you and that becomes practices. All that lets you to practice on how to keep energy away and how to keep that energy away into that. All right, gentlemen, if you have your mic, thank you very much. Allah bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you.
Click the link now to subscribe.